Welcome to episode four of the Play It By Ear podcast. Uh, Eric Fisk is here, along with Todd Griffin. Hey, hey. And I, I will say, before we move on to our third host here, you, you have a real Andy Dalton thing going on here today. Yes, thank you. With, with the with the hair facade. Yeah, I got uh, that's the, a whole eighties conversation right there. Kind of got the freshest big boy going <laughs> up in the front. You do indeed. Yeah. Brady Liming along with us as well. I instantly hey, want hot. Fudge how are we cake. doing? <laughs> Sorry, Bray. I didn't mean to talk over your... Oh, no, it's okay. I was going to do the freshest thing, too. I said hello while I was standing on one foot holding a plate. So <laughs> With a slingshot in your back pocket. Yeah. Well, what was Big Boy doing with the slingshot? No, that was never explained, was it? Hunting bar. Hunting bar for the, for the burgers. Oh, I thought it meant hunting bar for the salad bar. <laughs> anyway. Well, whatever works. Uh, anyway, uh, welcome to our fourth episode, and uh, we appreciate all of you who have continued to listen to us. Uh, tell your friends and family and anyone who may enjoy a little lighthearted conversation, a little... Some witticisms. Yeah, witticism. That's a good word. Some anecdotes. Uh, but always you can find us on uh, Facebook, Play It By Ear Podcast. Uh, on Twitter, Play It By Ear Pod with the number two at the end, with the at sign at the beginning. And also our uh, home site, the anchor.fm backslash Play It By Ear Podcast. Uh, we're also on several different outlets now where you can find our podcasts, including Google Podcasts, Spotify, and uh, there are several others there. But uh, those are the two big ones. So, uh, Again, thank you for listening. For real, like we were just talking about, it really warms the very cockles of our heart that all these nice comments are coming. And uh, keep them coming because it inspires us. We like that. We like that. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, the gratification? The feedback gratification yes <laughs> all right well the way this works uh, if you're listening for the first time each of us come to the table with a topic we talk about it for 20 minutes uh, give our little personal takes experiences and whatnot and uh, again hopefully we make you think we make you laugh we make you uh, just enjoy the conversation Go, yeah we had we had a good uh, description of the show uh, shout out to Kurt Dietrich because I, I thought he captured it beautifully uh, this show is a combination of sitting in the dorm room as a college student not wanting to study, workplace lunchroom conversations, and an episode of Seinfeld. So I, that just capsulizes what we do here. So again, hope you Thank enjoy Thank you for it. that description. Which wasn't yes, Seinfeld that was a good pretty one. much a show about nothing. A show about nothing, yeah, yes. Well, but I mean, these are very important topics we're discussing here. But, you know, another one of my friends said, hey, uh, it's kind of stupid, but I like it. That that works too. Whatever whatever works. It's exactly what my wife tells me every day. <laughs> I was to say I, I've heard that since I started dating way back. <laughs> it's a secret to a strong marriage. There you it's go. Stupid, but I like it. Okay, well, so again, we all come to the table with a topic, and I'm starting out tonight, and my topic is a bucket full of queasiness. Bucket full of queeze. <laughs> a queeze Love bucket. It. <laughs> So uh, just things throughout the course of your life, uh, it could be food-based, it could be a, a certain situation you were in, could be a certain topic you were talking about, a picture you saw, anything that caused you a momentary bit of queasiness, maybe to the point of passing out or actually passing out. I mean, I don't know, but um, whatever qualifies. Or just something that stuck with you your entire life. Maybe yeah. you don't get, maybe you don't pass out, but... Something that definitely makes you feel the queeze in your knees. When to this you, day. To this day, yes. You're, you're a poet and don't know I, it. I am. So, um, I guess I'm going to take a food bend on this first. 
Bend it like Beckham. Bend it like Beckham. That's right. And I'll tell a story on myself, and I guess I should start the clock here. Remember, we talked for 20 minutes on each topic. So um, back in 1980, I'm thinking 1988-ish. Ish. Yeah, that may be all right. Ish. I think I was still in high school. Anyway, uh, we went to... The Georgetown McDonald's, as we often did back then, I mean, Mount Orb had not grown into the metropolis it is today and have all those food options. So your food option was to go to Georgetown and go to McDonald's. Or Pizza Hut. Or Pizza Hut. Which was yeah. supposed to be the metropolis that it, Mount Orb The, the metropolis that never was. Yes. Georgetown. Yes. Anyway, so we did as we usually did. We we went through the drive through after we had probably, we'd probably gone cruising in Georgetown at the time. I don't know. I, I would guess. Anyway, we got our food. We went to our friend Doug's house, and he lived between Georgetown and Russellville, which is about three or four miles away, but that doesn't really matter in the story. Ohio. Russellville, Ohio, and Georgetown, Ohio, for our international listeners. Yes. County seat of Ohio, actually. County seat of Ohio. Or, I'm sorry, of, of, of Brown County. Brown County yeah. Man, I was so excited to jump in. I don't usually get a throwout fact. That's your, your job, Fiscus. So I was excited. Too excited. Sorry. Jump the gun The there. county seat of Brown County. Brown County, yes. yeah. Anyway... So we took our food in, actually maybe even eating it on the way. I don't know where the, the consumption of the food came in. Anyway, I had gotten a Big Mac, and I, I can't remember a Big Mac being one of my favorite burgers. Maybe I just got it that night. It wasn't my go-to every time at McDonald's, but that particular night. You were night, feeling frisky. I, I guess I was. I don't know. Anyway, don't know what disagreed with me, the burger the special sauceless cheese on a sesame seed bun. I don't know what part of that disagreed with me, but something there disagreed with me. So it came to a point where I was in great intestinal distress, uh, to <laughs> to put it very uh, discreetly. So I started to take myself uh, to a facility <laughs> as to where I could take care of that situation. So as... Teenage boys are want to do. They thought it would be really cool to follow me and watch me throw up because I think that's that's what uh, they thought was going to happen. Oh, okay. I'm just now okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm off to the facilities and people are trailing me. Well, like a parade, <laughs> a disturbed parade. Uh, anyway. Uh, the intestinal distress <laughs> didn't quite make it to the facility. And as I was told, uh, I was not there because I was in front of this whole thing, but um, apparently it was like hitting somewhat of a wall. <laughs> oh, it was. <laughs> Brady being part of that group that was trailing me. Uh, and to make a very long story short, I don't want to go into details. As to, you, you can fill in the blanks there, but... Uh, I've not eaten a Big Mac to this day, and I again I don't know what <laughs> happened. On, I can on, tell you what happened. Uh, well, I mean I don't know what happened to make that disagree with me on that particular night, but uh, at, at no point in time in the past what now thirty two years have I eaten a Big Mac thirty two ish years, <laughs> and and will never do so again. And uh, you probably shouldn't, uh, based on the <laughs> you, you know the the funniest part was like all three of us like we just thought it'd be hilarious to cheer him on do the wave is like dudes throw it up and that, then, that was brady our friend doug and our friend sj yes i i, I was the, i was the last one um in that in that 
what do you call it? Unholy train. I was the caboose. <laughs> and um, of course, as, as keen as your sense of smell is, I'm surprised you didn't smell it well before. Well, there was a reason I was at the end of that train. <laughs> but um, but what was so hilarious is like his description of a wall is so true because it was like an invisible. The only thing I could think of to compare it is like when the dog has the <laughs> invisible fence on and crosses the line, and all you hear is. Argh! Uh, that's exactly what happened because like everybody just dead stopped and made that sound and we regretted you know torturing and pestering Eric at his time of distress because we kind of got karma come up and, um, because we were treated to the uh, foul exhaust of the whatever was troubling his intestinal system unfortunately I got to deal with my distress in privacy thank you very much Oh, haunts me to this day. <laughs> I was working, you. I was working on something that two all beef patty special sauce lettuce cheese brought your friends to their knees. I was working on something <laughs> nice. That, that's nicely done. Yes. Again, you're a poet and don't know it. Oh, so that, my, 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 my. that that's that's my main. But I do have another story, and and again, this involves Brady and I. I, I, I mean, we spend a lot of time together as as, as Utes. I, I do. I do cause queez in many. Well, that, that's a fact. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Brady had a bout with uh, mono mononucleosis. Yeah, mononucleosis, the kissing disease. Although I'm positive it wasn't because he kissed anybody. Anyway, <laughs> hey, I was at Ohio State <laughs> University. At the wah, time. Wah, wah. Sick burn, man. Sick, <laughs> sick burn. Sick burn. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, as often happens with mononucleosis, the uh, a certain part of the body, which uh, obviously the mono deals with the liver but there's also other organs that may lymph be affected nodes. lymph nodes and the one that again for whatever reason hasn't happened since Do, eric would you mind terribly if i kind of just go ahead go with this go because ahead. he 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 was the, perse- the 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 participant and um so he had come in worried about his friend um i'd come home from ohio state university for spring break and I was really sick. Uh, for real, my mother cried when she picked me up because I looked like, you know, a prisoner of war. And Jaundiced. Oh, I looked horrible. And um, so I was, you know, in the other room, and it's like, hey, hey, how's Brady? Oh, he's doing okay. He's recovering. You know, he still has some swelling in his lymph nodes, and it had some swelling in his spleen. spleen. And... The color, it was like a Tom and Jerry cartoon when Tom is about ready to get hit by a pile driver or a, or an anvil when all the color drains from their, you know, body. And he went white. He blanched. <laughs> and he has the one finger on his paw holding his lips together so he doesn't vomit. Vomit. And Eric turned a color that can only be described as white blanched oatmeal. And... um he, he had to sit down. Uh, didn't you also break out in the cold sweat? I did. And, I, and again, it has never happened to me since. Just the mere mentioning of the word spleen? Just did the, this? Well, it was a swoln spleen. <laughs> Does this look swollen? <laughs> the swoln spleen will cause many to queeze, but, you know, it's just, you know, the, the mere man- mention of the word um, spleen that gets it. So yeah, those are my two uh, bouts with queasiness. Although the first queasiness wasn't necessarily mine, although I may have produced queasiness in <laughs> yeah. others. I guess I was queasy in a different way. Yes, you are the queaser. Uh, 
God, the queasy. They were the queasy. <laughs> queasy. <laughs> so it's like, it wasn't that a character that ended up on the cutting room for the Jeffersons? <laughs> queasy. <laughs> I was thinking of, of a rock band with the first thing and the Jeffersons with the other. <laughs> uh, you know, I have a couple foods that to this day I can't eat that kind of fall into the queasy category, I believe. And I, the memory is so, they, it had to have happened pretty close together because both of the memories, it might have been the same sickness. But you know how if you eat something and you happen to get sick that night or whatever, it doesn't matter. Which happened to me with the Big Mac. Yes, exactly. It, it does. It probably wasn't the Big Mac. It probably not. The, you might have been just sick. And that's the same thing that happened to me. I think I had a stomach bug of some sort. But I had had chicken Kiev for dinner that night. <laughs> Now, Those darn Russians. Yes. <laughs> you beat me to it. Now, I don't know why we had chicken. I'm assuming it was from the Schwan man. Because at that point, you know, the Schwan man was at our house. It seemed like every other day. Which Todd, for our uninitiated, what was the Schwan's man? The Schwan's man was, was a man who drove around in a yellow truck uh, with a, a swan on the side of it. And but del- the name of the company is Schwan. Yes. And he delivered frozen foods you know ice cream treats pizzas. ice cream treats pizzas it's like having the Kiev. having the the freezer section of Kroger delivered to your house yes and I don't know that I know say and I since we've been married bought food from the Schwan man so I don't know I saw the Schwan's truck last week yes well so the Schwan man brought some chicken Kiev and we had chicken Kiev for dinner and to this day I don't exactly know what chicken <laughs> Kiev is because I won't eat it I don't look, I believe it's breaded chicken with just a bunch of Vomit in the middle of it. In communist ideology. Yeah. And ate it once, can't eat it again. And to this day, won't touch the stuff. What happened after you ate it? No, I just, that night I got, I didn't get sick immediately. It wasn't like I took a bite of the Kiev and then I just got sick. I, that night I got sick throwing up and in my head it was the chicken Kiev. Probably wasn't, but in my head it was, it was that. Same thing happened with bread pudding. To this day, <laughs> to this day, I can't eat bread pudding. Oh, that's a shame, and, man. Well, because and I remember the taste when I had it that time. I was a kid, and I think it was the raisins. There were, there were raisins in it. In some. Well, the, this did the I'm raisins saying, make did. a reappearance? I'm saying this. Yes, they did. <laughs> I'm saying this. Chi- this chicken Kiev. This bread pudding had raisins in it, and I think the raisins were a bit burned. And a burnt raisin mm. is not very tasty. <laughs> And I that's can't imagine. And in my in my mouth now, I'm tasting burnt raisins. <laughs> Please don't get sick. No, I, I'm not, but I can't eat bread pudding, and it, it looks tasty. Oh, it's but, wonderful. You know, it's kind of like the uh, story I've heard many times, Brady, about the milkshake that had oh, ashes in it. God, luckily I could still eat, drink milkshakes. Yes, but our theory is that it was just you know how if, if you ever get a hot fudge sundae or something in the the hot fudge. Well, you got to tell the story first oh, before we well, get. Oh, sorry. Oh, are, are you stomping on his story? I'm there? sorry. Oh, no, no, no. It's okay. He could have taken it away. This is a well-known tale. Well, well recount the tale. Yeah. But um, the, uh, had gone to a dairy bar establishment, and I'd gotten a Boston milkshake. And there was like hot fudge in it. And got back to my friend's house, and I took a big old sip of it and got the hot fudge. And I was overcome with the taste of cigarette tra- like ashtray it, it it like i inhaled ice cream chocolate goodness and cigarette ashes and um i mean i, I kind of went off on an epic grin it's like there's there's ashes in my milkshake 
<laughs> and uh, they thought I was full of it. They didn't believe me. And what was your theory to it? My theory is that it was burned, hot burnt fudge. hot fudge. Because I've had even hot fudge cake. I've had it where the hot fudge was burnt, and it it has a taste kind of like it's just a smoky burned flavor. So oh, I'm guessing that was it. But those of you that do not know what a Boston shake is, it's essentially half milkshake, half Sunday. So yeah. very tasty treat. And you know, I have traveled far and all wide. Over, far and wide, to and fro, trying to find Boston shakes, and you just can't hardly find them anymore. Please come to Boston for the milkshake. So so. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dave Loggins. <laughs> so, um, what has become of this country that you can make a chicken sandwich with donuts as the bread, but you can't find a Boston shake anywhere? Yes. that That is... It's kind of a sad reality. It is. That might be a thing that our kids will never get to experience. That could be. A Boston shake. Boston shake. The other things that kind of make me a little queasy in movies, I can't stand to see like a wrist or a throat Slash. slashed in a movie. Yeah, um, it's pretty uncomfortable. That really bothers me. I have to usually turn my head. You know, obviously, if you know it's coming. Um, and then also, a spider bite. Uh, the, uh, not spider bites themselves, but I don't know when. This would have been a few years ago. There was a big trend on the internet that had, it would show a picture of someone's leg, usually around their like their knee area, and it would have a giant growth type, just nastiness on it. And it would say, this poor soul got bitten by a spider, and, and this is the result. And it was like round and had a bunch of, holes circles the swollen part of the, the leg the swollen part of the leg it had a bunch of circles in it and it and it had inside the circle had little like white things and i would see that and i couldn't get it would be days and i couldn't stop seeing it in my head and Were come to in? come to find out it was actually just some photoshop trickery where someone had taken i don't know the name i'm not a i don't know anything about plants or flowers but someone had taken this flower that it was, and it was the middle part, like the seeds, and they had photoshopped it on legs, and it just spread around the internet. And you, could, if you're listening, Google like spider bite. I don't know what you would Google spider Photoshop. bite. Photoshop. Photoshop spider bite or something, and you'll see that that picture. And there's actually a term for it that I will look up at some point tonight. Uh, that I guess because it bothers so many people that it's this phobia of this particular. Picture. Visual. Visual. So, yes. was it implying that the spider bite somehow had made you like like there was eggs? Yes. Like like, yes. like the spider like it was, bitten you and put its ovipositor into your leg. And, yes, and, but there were tons of them. It was like I don't know thirty forty holes filled with spider eggs, and it just I don't know. It's it pretty really nasty. got to me. Yeah. It's like an episode of the Twilight Zone where the guy got the earwig in his ear and they got the earwig out, but they said no, no, it laid eggs and. Yeah. That's uh, so I married an axe murderer reference. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Heed. 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 That's a whole other time. Oh, my. Brady. Yeah. Um, the one I was totally going to talk about, and Todd, I can't believe this, but I didn't remember this. This shook it, the memory free, the buried memory. I think it was the Schwann's man that, <laughs> that, that added to my misery. If you're listening, Schwann's man. We, we love you. Don't stop delivering your goodness. But, you know, there's going to be a couple clunkers in the story of <laughs> one's life with you. Um, but I got raspberry sherbet bars. My mom had gotten a box of raspberry sherbet bars and um, the bright pink raspberry kind. And I loved them. Well, unfortunately, uh, my sister and my mother had come, and down, come down with the stomach flu. Um, intestinal distress. The <laughs> intestinal distress. Um, 
And anyway, they had been ill. Chicken Kiev? Oh, yeah. They got the case of the chicken Kiev. And um, I was fine that night. My sister, bless her heart, was uh, sick and, you know, vomiting and retching and in bed. And so I'm going about my business, riding my bike and doing everything. And I proceeded to eat about four or five raspberry sherbet bars. And, uh, well, let's just say that the bill came due at about 10 o'clock that night. And I couldn't even make it to to, to the toilet. Um, I went running from the living room couch into the bathroom, and I could not make. And I had to barf in the sink. And what followed? It, it was kind of like Vegas. It was just a neon pink light coming from the sink, where these raspberry sherbet bars in their neon pink glory just lit up the bathroom. And it just kept going. And I can remember, you know. I love you, Mom. But it wasn't like, honey, are you okay? It's all goes like, you couldn't make it to the toilet? Why'd you throw up in the sink? And it was, uh, oh, man, haunts me this day. I, can't, I don't like raspberry gum. I don't like raspberry-flavored candy, let alone raspberry sherbet bars. And, yeah, it was bad. Well, Brady, watching you tell this story and reminded me that a couple of my favorite queasy stories happen to involve you. And you might, <laughs> there I am again, you, you right might have in the fr- center of the queeze. You might have, <laughs> you're the queeze knees, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you might have forgotten this one, but so both of them have to do with my son, who's 14 now, but this would have been when he was much younger. We were on our way to band practice one day, and uh, my son, I was telling a story to the people in the car, Brady was driving, uh, about having to help him. This is after he'd started using the big boy potty and how you'd have to help him when he was done get clean. And Brady asked, or someone in the car asked, like, you know, like, well, how do you make sure they're clean? And I said, well, you have to make sure that they spread it. And, and, and so you can get them clean. And Brady seriously starts to pull the car over, dry heaving, shaky. I think he was sweating a little bit, about to throw up me talking about helping well, wipe my son's hind end. But but the funny part of that is that same trip on the way, on the way home, that same after band practice, we're heading back to, to Brown County and Brady tells a story about his dog. And I might get to, I don't verbatim, don't remember exactly what happened, but Brady's dog had gone to the bathroom and had something did not make it all the way out. Correct, yes. Brady? Pantyhose, right? Was it a pantyhose? It was a pantyhose. <laughs> he had eaten one pantyhose. And Brady's talking about and he's just, I mean, he's getting into it. And he's just he's like a surgeon talking about a, a, a surgery. He's talking about how he had to grab a hold of the pantyhose and, you know, hold the dog and pull the pantyhose out slowly and stuff. Because I was afraid of injuring him. Not bothering him a bit, yet me wiping my son's butt just made him almost wreck the car and, and the dry heat. And, and then quickly also, do you remember at SJ and Amy's? Oh, it was gosh. it was Ethan's first time throwing up after eating so, like solid foods. Uh, he'd eaten spaghetti, and <laughs> Brady's sitting on the on the couch, kind of diagonal from Celia and my wife. And our son comes up and is standing facing my wife, like face to face, probably three inches from her face, and throws up spaghetti. Like exorcist Extra, style. It, it got, she actually had a spaghetti in her mouth. Uh, and oh. Brady, I swear, jumps straight up from the couch and jumps over the back of the couch to run out of the room because I've never seen him move that fast. Yeah, that was... Oh. That, that's, you know, the, the same thing hit me. It's like, it, it, it was just the 
proximity, and you mentioned my um, keen snoot. Um, I'm, I'm known for having a keen sense of smell. Oh, can, can, can we extend it three minutes? Can we also extend it three minutes? So Brady can tell the story about uh, our I'm friend. petitioning the court. Can we <laughs> extend? And um, But yeah, it, it, and I have a keen snoot, so smell will trigger me horribly. So I think the reason I did the levitation straight up and over the couch was because I was so afraid that once the smell, if I wasn't disturbed by the visual of the noodles flying at epic pace, um, the smell was going to hit me. So, uh, yeah, it was just like, you know, I defied physics that day. I don't even remember jumping. It's just like I levitated straight up and over the couch. I still don't know how I did it. So we have time to tell one more story about queasiness. Go ahead. I don't. I don't want to leave this story because I. I led the last two, but our friend of ours had a situation that made him queasy. So, which one of you would like to tell this story? I think we could tag team this, okay. Eric. Go ahead. Okay, so a friend of ours that will let him remain nameless was visiting a friend out of town, and uh, he was um, in the shower and hanging from the like the the shower head. <laughs> like you know, have you seen those things like in hotels where they like hang for the information and it was a how-to on how to screen yourself um and i'm going to be playing for testicular cancer for for a you know a self-check a yes. self-check guide a self-check and guide. the picture kind of the best way to put this i guess involved like uh there are diagrams and visuals visuals yes. of how, what you grab and how you pitch and roll <laughs> Which direction to roll? To look yeah, at. and I guess just the visual, the combination of the rolling. Um, well, okay, sorry, we're all adults here, testicles, and um, just made him just the hot, like, I think the hot the hot water of the shower and yeah. just the visuals of the of the self check guide. And he said he literally had to go running and um, laid down on the bed soaking wet because he was going to drop. He was going to pass clean out. So they said, are you okay? Are you okay? And then he had to describe why he got sick and nearly passed out. Yeah. He was without clothing. <laughs> yes. Wet, yes. Wet and naked on a stranger or his friend's bed. And, uh, and to this day, he can't eat chicken Kiev. <laughs> or eat a Big Mac. Um... And, you know, my last queer story, and then, you know, the court, we can move on. And I got to literally crack it up laughing because I'd forgotten about this. This is buried deep in my psyche. Um, had a field trip to Southern State University when I was a teacher. And um, it was going to be, it was going to feature an, an Appalachian um, traditional Christmas dinner. And something had gone wrong where we arrived there and we were supposed to have turkeys. The turkeys were in the oven. But somebody had set the turkeys out overnight and not realized it. So the turkeys went into the oven, spoilt. And we get there and we are greeted to the smell. And to this day, um, to, to this day, I call them the diarrhea turkeys because it smelled like human intestinal distress except on fire and like filling a whole entire public building and it was horrible like we almost had to put the kids back on the bus and get out of there because like everybody was white and like meaning blanched and um yeah it was horrible absolutely awful can you eat turkey to this day i love turkey but 
because it is one of my favorites, I think that's why it was a repressed memory because like it it took its toll because I mean like it was on my clothes. I could smell it on my clothes like hours later. <laughs> yeah. And the diarrhea turkey smell just does not jibe to this day. And I want to apologize to my wife Becky for this <laughs> topic. <laughs> she 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 gave her uh breakdown of her critique of our show and she told us certain things that she feels we should not talk about and we just totally uh went against her recommendations with this whole thread here but we are in our 40s going on 12, 12 so yeah, yeah. we went sorry it if, if that if that uh i guess topic grossed you out too much we, we apologize but you know we thought it was a little bit funny we're sorry but not sorry <laughs> sorry not sorry <laughs> all right uh todd is it my turn? It is. All right. So my topic tonight is TV sh- classic TV shows or TV show characters. And it could be maybe shows that we grew up with, characters that we that we grew up watching. But I'd like to stick to TV, not movies so much. And they could right. be actors maybe that eventually were in movies. But mm-hmm. uh, I thought maybe we could talk about some of the classic TV shows that we all watched p- primarily in the 80s. And I think one of my favorite characters... From any TV show, the show would be Night Court, classic TV show. I think right. my uh, Bull from Night Court was one of my favorite characters. So I thought we could start out by talking a little bit about Bull. Uh, I can't remember his name in real life. I'm sure you do. Richard, Richard Mole. Richard Mole, yes. And I don't remember seeing him in anything else, but I don't know that... He had a couple bit roles, yeah. but he was pretty that, much typecast after this. Yeah, definitely his biggest role there. Yeah. Now, was he was he a person who, when he was younger... Was he in other things? You know, you know. was it a deal where I was catching him at the end of his career or? This is where I would normally go to the internet movie database. <laughs> yeah. Because I seem to remember seeing some things with him with hair. Yeah. You know, and, he, and obviously in Night Court he was bald. Tall gentleman. Tall gentleman, yes. I think it was just perfectly cast. Someone who was uh, put forward maybe as sort of a buffoonish sort of character, but was much smarter than was portrayed. Yes. So what about... Uh, what about him? Did you identify? Was it just his comedic timing? I, I just think I don't know because I mean he he didn't speak much. No. It was more physical comedy, you know, just facial expressions. Facial expressions kind of had the you know his head jutted forward. He kind of you know had that kind of just the look. I'm you know, beat. Not not hunchbackish, yeah. but yeah, lurch from the Adams family. Yeah, very yeah, kind of like should have been. Good. Yeah, that's good. But Night Court itself had some great characters. Oh yeah, but his very few words held a lot of a lot of weight. Yes, Do you guys have another Night Court character that you enjoyed um, more. I actually, ha- the, I have a memory of uh, my um, art teacher from junior high and high school. I don't know what I was thinking or the occasion, but I was uh, rocking out the jeans with a uh, suit jacket, like a like a, and um, I don't know why I also had a fedora on. And he oh, said, I know exactly why you had a fedora on <laughs> with a suit jacket and jeans. If anyone has ever met you, Brady, they would know exactly why you had a fedora with um, a suit jacket and well, jeans. Well, the fedora, not as much. The suit jacket with jeans, yes. but um, I still wear a fedora from time to time yeah. at a show. But now my my question, though. Why Night Court? Um, no, he but, said I look like Harry Anderson. Oh, really? Yeah. I was going to ask if you had a scarf on with this. I thought you looked like Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sorry, inside (laughs) joke there. That was for you, SJ. Yeah, that was for you. So, the judge, huh? 
Yeah, yeah, he just because you said the way I because uh, Harry Anderson in that show wore like a suit jacket with jeans and yeah. sometimes a fedora. Wasn't planning it. it, but evidently I was rocking the night court look that day. Dan, it's a great character. Yeah, yeah, that, that was a solid show. All solid show. And Marky Post. Yeah, yeah. not ashamed. It's of a lot of love for her. Had a she wasn't the first. No, who was the one before her? Oh, the original. Oh my, I knew you were going to ask that. Uh, she she uh, she was a singer in Meatloaf's. She was a backup singer to Meatloaf. Meatloaf, yes. Meatloaf. Can't remember her name though. I can't either. I can't ever. Well, somebody will have yeah, to. Where's uh, the internet movie database? When <laughs> exactly I when you need it, somebody will have to, um, you know, respond on our Facebook page and uh, under the Marky Post. What up, why? So what about you and television, Brad? I have a feeling oh, I know where you're going to go. Yeah, this is about yeah, this is about as obvious as all get out. But um speaking my, of uh, suit jackets and jeans, go ahead. Um my And I don't even know exactly what he's going to say, but I have a 99.9% sure I know. Go ahead. Uh, absolutely. Um people that know me know that my favorite TV show of all time is uh, Miami Vice. And, um, you know, Miami Vice is such an iconic show to me because, like, well, yeah, okay. Now, I'm not going to get all, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, studious and give you all the reasons how it was the first postmodern TV show that featured, you know, music and the appearance over dialogue. It, it set a mood. It set a vibe. But it had awesome music in it and awesome visuals. Um, so, but the character, uh, Don Johnson's character. Uh, TV's Don Johnson? TV's Don Johnson. Um, but anyway, uh, Detective Sonny Crockett, uh, um, the ultimate cool. Was that the dog from the first story? Uh, it is not. Yeah, um, dog the dog named Crockett. I, I, I did, for obvious reasons. Um, you know, I had a golden doodle named Crockett, rest his soul, and... Um, my best dog I ever had. But anyway, yeah, I named him after the coolest character, I think, on TV. And, uh, you know, I lived vicariously. Like, here you got, you got a guy that's a cop. He was edgy. He was dressed in Armani and Hugo Boss. He lived on a sailboat. He had a pet alligator named Elvis. And, um, <laughs> you know, he drove the Ferrari. And everything about this guy was just cool. And, um, you know, to this day, when... I want to drive, and I just want to, like, uh, I'll cue on, uh, you belong to the city, cue it up, put the shades on, and, you know, I'm transported to Miami 1983 and 84, because I'm a nerd. Yeah, I, I watched Miami Vice. I mean, I obviously don't have the intimate soft knowledge. spot. Yeah, I don't have the soft spot for yeah. it, but I remember it, because I'm trying to think of what other shows around that time, I mean... Riptide was that around the same yeah. time? Yeah, there are a lot of rip rip offs. I think Riptide probably being one. Uh, oh, absolutely. Of. Was Riptide with uh, Major Dad? Uh, what was the guy's name? Damon Wayans. No, no. Ger- Not, you're thinking Ger- of Major Gerald Payne. Ma- Gerald McRaney. Gerald oh, McRaney. oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Is that I'm Riptide? Sorry. I don't think so. He was in a show. What was that? That, that, show? that was Simon and Simon. I Simon think you're thinking Simon. of. There's a good show. Yeah. But um, the Miami Vice is very edgy, you, you know, and I'm not just saying this because I like the show, but, you know, when I started watching it years later when it came out on DVD, on man, that you couldn't put a lot of the things that they put on TV. You know, it was pretty uh, hard-hitting and disturbing. Yeah. Main characters died. Um, a so, lot of drug use. 
So, so was Magnum PI kind of CBS's version of Miami Vice? Different mood. Magnum PI was a much more lighthearted fare. Um, Miami Vice would was definitely it had a darker underbelly to it. Were they trying to tap into that same thing? See, I'm wondering. You could argue yes, but no. Like same demographic. But um, the thing that made Miami Vice so different was this is when MTV started, and it was the use of the mu- music video. Right. And Miami Vice almost became like a one-hour music video with action and some dialogue, and it just had a whole different vibe. And, and if you watch it to this day, I mean, you could put it, you know, you could take all the dialogue out and just a lot of the camera work, a lot of the grittiness. Um, it was just kind of ahead of its time a little bit. But um, and just to punctuate this, um, I have an autographed copy of the pilot, the the, the script, uh, autographed by Don Johnson, and uh, I was going to go to a fan fest so I could get, uh, so I could get. Um, you think your daughter will cherish that when you leave it to her in your will? I I, I don't know. Um, you know, I I hope so. I know she gets annoyed when I watch it on Hulu when she wants to watch cartoons. So yeah. I hope there's no flashbacks here. Is it to the point where when you watch it, you, I mean, you can word for word know what's 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 going to be said next? Do you know the dialogue? Do you know? Uh, well, see, that's the maybe a couple lines, but I, no, because once again, dialogue wasn't the. Yeah, I get it. Actually, honestly, a lot of the dialogue was a little bit stilted and you know, a little bit on the corny side at times, but um, it, it wasn't about the the, the dialogue. I, hey, if you want to, if you want to sum up Miami Vice and, and once, if you just want to see James Edward Olmos, when he would give that. Edward James Olmos. What did I say? James, James Edward. James oh, Edwards yeah. was the Detroit Pistons center in the <laughs> yes, 80s. Yes. <laughs> I got it. Almost. But, um, almost. sorry. <laughs> but, um, but like he would when he would give his disapproving withering glare, and he wouldn't say a word. He would just look up, and you would cower in fear on your couch watching the show because man, he sold it. You knew you were in trouble when Lieutenant Castillo gave you that look, and uh, it's still yeah, serious. Check it out. There's a lot of Miami Vice in my head anyway. A lot of Miami Vice, the overall look and feel that runs into some Baywatch type. I mean, am I, I, mean, am I wrong in that thinking? And and Especially the might we uh, the Baywatch Nights or Baywatch Malibu or yeah. whatever the spinoffs of it. No, I gotta tell you because they got to be more about the detective work and the you know the. I would say the Baywatch Nights definitely borrowed heavily, mm-hmm. way heavily from mm-hmm. Miami Vice. There was yeah. a lot of pilfering going on there. Right. So are we to me? We are to you. So I will uh, give a definition of my favorite TV character as a a type. And there are many that fit into this type. The the character who does bad things for good reasons. Uh, the now, anti-hero. Yeah, that's a good word. Um, and I'll, I'll start with, although I don't think he was doing bad things necessarily. They were really doing good things. But Hannibal Smith, first and foremost, probably one of my favorite TV characters. That may be my total favorite TV character. From the show. The A-Team. There you go. Someone who could be snarky, someone who could be sarcastic, someone who could be gritty, to use the word that Brady used about Miami Vice. Abrasive. Abrasive, yeah. yeah. Uh, Just all those different things all wrapped up and just the the leader. I love it when a plan comes together. You know, that sort of, (laughs) you you never doubted Hannibal Smith. Very little of what he did ever backfired. And if it did, he would still kind of 
crack a joke about it and it still would be okay you know 80s tv at its greatest and nothing bad ever really happened no one ever died in in the dukes of hazard or the a team or you always they saw the guys get out of the vehicle you know <laughs> they did in miami vice <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah they did that's grit that grit um great show though 18. yeah so uh bad things for good reasons house there you go i knew we would eventually talk about this even though we didn't yeah. speak about it earlier to, to be so great at your job that you can say or do whatever you want and no one can really fire you for it. They can threaten to fire you, but... Yeah. You're you too s- valuable. They yeah. can't live without you. And exactly. our friend SJ right now is mockingly saying, <laughs> Not on my watch, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Mind you, he never watched the show because yeah. that was actually never said, but right. I know what he's getting at. Yeah, the, exactly. You know, house always saved the day. Yeah. Uh, Vic Mackey from The Shield gritty that y- yes. you talk about an amazing show like I, sandpaper oh my gosh one of the great show endings ever oh yeah and i i don't want to spoil it but oh. a character who ends up doing the thing you know in some cases for some characters being fired not this ending put vic Mackey in a situation where he was doing the thing that was his personal hell mm-hmm I mean, you, you could have done nothing worse to him. You took his family away and put him in this position. You have to watch the show because I'm not going to spoil it for you. But I think top three shows of all time. Well, the, what I would like to tag into here, maybe you haven't watched that show, but a lot of you have watched Sons of Anarchy. Yes. Which there was a lot of connections with Sons of Anarchy. Number one is some same of the writer. Same, same writer. Yeah. And uh, some and of the Jax same, was that same sort of character as well. Yes. Yeah. So Sons of Anarchy, I think, is one of the top yeah. three to five shows ever. So if you like Sons of Anarchy, you would definitely like yeah. The Shield. Walter White and Breaking Bad started out that way, and he just kind of turned bad altogether. But Plus, wasn't he a teacher? He so was a teacher. You, you got to root for him. Yeah. I got to, you know, we're not bringing up... Uh, the bad news of the world, but one of the funniest memes I saw today was um, all these elementary teachers, what they're going to do in their time off, and it showed a scene from Breaking Bad. <laughs> I could totally see the kindergarten teachers in my building totally uh, making the illegal. Going, yeah, going to other alternative sources of income. We used to have that conversation a lot prior to tonight about that same type. I think back when House was on, we would talk about that. Yeah. And which also I know to kind of set you up maybe to talk about something else here. I know your love of hospital television shows, because I remember as a kid with my mom watching Trapper John MD. Yes. And which I think the next one would have been St. Elsewhere for me. And then I kind of, well, another great show ending, by the way. So Trapper John MD into St. Elsewhere and then house. And I haven't continued with that hospital themed, uh, medical dramas. And, you know, if people want to talk about the ending to new heart, and not talk about the ending to St. Elsewhere, I say balderdash to that because the St. Elsewhere ending was the original ending of that. Refresh my memory about the New Heart thing. I don't think we're getting spoiled. Hey, if you haven't seen New Heart, turn it off right now. Put it on mute, but I don't remember this. So you remember the Bob New Heart show Oh, I love it. I just don't remember the ending. Well, I'm not talking. I'm talking New Heart from the '90s. Yeah, that's the one yeah. where, where they had the inn in Vermont. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. love that show. So the very last episode of New Heart, the last scene, he wakes up in bed. He had a dream, and he wakes up with Suzanne Plachette from the Bob Newhart show, and he looks wow. at her and he says, "Honey, you would never even believe the dream I had," or something to that effect. He dreamed, How did I miss that? Dreamed the whole thing that he owned an inn in Vermont and 
all that. Which has been done countless shows now. St. Elsewhere was the original of that. Where was Dallas? The infamous Dallas. But uh, that wasn't the end of the series. No, but where there was a character that didn't get signed on, but they had a contract dispute, so they had to write him out of a season. Then he ended up re-signing. Roseanne kind of borrowed from that. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, everything was a dream. But the St. Elsewhere, and I, I'm assuming you two know what that is, but I'll, I'll briefly go over it. There there was an autistic character who was the son of one of the doctors in the show. And in the last episode, the last scene shows the doctor, but he wasn't a doctor. He was like a construction worker. And it shows another doctor as his dad and shows another character as something else. But the autistic kid is holding a snow globe with the hospital in the snow globe. So the thing is, he dreamed up the entire series by looking in this snow globe. Ah, interesting. So, do you- so there's this whole thing, and I don't mean to cut you off, That's but fine. there's this whole thing called the Tommy Westfall universe because St. Elsewhere had a lot of crossovers with Cheers and some different shows. So Tommy Westfall has dreamed up like 85% of television through this whole Inter- interlocking of the shows. Gotcha. So see, we can talk just as comfortably about body fluids and body <laughs> functions as we can geek out on TV shows. And that's kind of yeah. why I picked this, because especially you, Eric, I knew you would be able to take this some to some directions. That He is the professor of TV. I've yes. got to give it up. You know, it's kind of got me excited thinking about some of the old sh- maybe mainly watching with my mom, uh, Dallas, when you mentioned Dallas. The Dallas Knots Landing Falcon Crest uh, trio, trio yeah. great shows. I don't under, I don't know why at let's see, well, eight years old I would have been interested in watching Knots Landing and Falcon Crest and you Dallas. Have been younger, maybe. Well, that's well, probably so. And the show that started out Friday night, totally out of place. The Dukes of Hazard. Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, eight o'clock. Dukes of Hazard. Yeah. Not okay. Now we're really going to place ourselves geographically. You know where we live. You went to an Eastern basketball game. Right. You came home. Well, you probably missed part of the Dukes you, of Hazard. You missed part of the Dukes of Hazard. Then you would watch Dallas and Falcon Crest to go to bed and get up and watch Saturday morning cartoons the next day. Booyah. Exactly. Throwback to our last episode. Yes. Yes. Well, and it's interesting to see, I was just talking the other day, uh, Sumner, I believe, uh, from Knott's Landing. Yeah. Well, what's his name in real life? I can't think of his name in real life, but you can see him now trying to sell reverse mortgages on commercials on right. TV. With and, Silver Eagles. And the man hasn't aged. No. I cannot think of his name in real life, but he, he looks darn yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Probably he's had some work done. I'm sure he has. <laughs> well, I mean, I keep thinking William Defoe, but it's not William it. Defoe. It's not, it's, but it's like that. Like yeah. Devane or... Devane. Devane. Well, Devane. That's Devane. That's okay. Devane. Devane. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Another TV show. <laughs> you know, we could talk for days about TV shows. We brought Night Court. You have, wasn't it on the same nice Cheers? Was yes. it Cosby Show, Cheers, and Night Cosby Court? Cosby Show, Cheers, Thursday Night nights. Court. Yes, Thursday nights. What a lineup. Um, uh, um, oh, daggone, I'm sorry. Alex P. Keaton. Family, Family ties. ties. Thank you. That, that was on right after uh, the Cosby Show, wasn't it? Yep. And then the Facts of Life. Is, is that predating? St. Elsewhere, also on Thursday nights. Yeah. Well, you know, there was a, we were watching a series on HBO right now. It's a Stephen King from a Stephen King novel called The Outsider. And if you're listening, Stephen King, uh, first off, reply to my tweets. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so we're watching this, and 
TV's Jason Bateman is in this is in this movie or is in this series, and I'm a big Jason Bateman fan. And we noticed a couple of the characters in this show looked familiar. My wife and I, so we started looking up, and they were one of them was from the Hogan family, ah, spinoff of Valerie, right? And so I'm assuming and Jason came from a contract dispute because they couldn't sign Valerie Harper, so therefore yes. they killed her off. Yes, and. I'm assu- and Jason Bateman is an executive producer of this show, The Outsiders, so I'm assuming he's getting of his old buddy. And I remember watching the Hogan family, and the biggest thing I remember were the, the twins. Were, right. How cool their shoes were. Because <laughs> this would have been around the time that, that, that Jordans and, and you know Nike Air, any shoe Nike around that time would have been huge for people right. my age. And my cousin Jason, we would design our own shoes, and we, were, we had to have the best, you know, the newest shoes. But those kids always had the newest, coolest Nikes every episode and that's that's what I remember about that show that and Sandy Duncan <laughs> Sandy Duncan TV Sandy Duncan <laughs> Scooby not, Doo, not from the Scooby Doo <laughs> yeah, there you go alright so that's our 20 minutes on TV I'm sure TV will be a recurring theme on this particular show on this particular podcast Brady well uh, we're kind of on that nostalgic vibe or you know the queeze bucket classic TV shows and um, my topic is about uh, a thing from the bygone era that many of us, it, it was a very formative experience. And that is, we're just going to call it the skating rink experience. Um, going to the skating rink and listening to the tunes, skating in a circle, <laughs> and watching humanity unfold and all the... With a big disco ball in the middle. Big old disco ball in the middle. Sometimes skating backwards. Oh, skating backwards. It was a risky proposition, but I, you know, I, I could be. Motivated. You always had the guy that, that, of course, at this time we were not teenagers yet. We were preteens. Yeah, eleven, twelve. Yeah, yeah, eight, nine. But you get the the teenager, like junior, senior in high school. He'd be the one skating backwards all the way and going thirty five miles an hour backwards. <laughs> Well, special shout out to our buddy Devin, uh, because apparently he was a hell of a skater. He says that he was. And oh, he was, was a no power reason, skater. I have no reason to not believe him. But like uh, like a like a roller derby sort of. No, I he mean, was the Eric Hyden of. That's what I'm saying. Roller skating. He, he would have been very good at roller derby, I believe. Yeah. Oh yeah, the man's a juggernaut on wheels. <laughs> Myself was never a skill. You know, I was thinking I could sum up the skating rink with three S's: songs. Skills, or in my case, lack of skills, and sweat. <laughs> oh and my! The yeah. sweat being not only sweating because falling when you're famous uh, <laughs> tends to wear you, you know, work, work you out. But I mean the sweat of teenage love, holding hands, skating, and your sweaty palms, and then trying to like catch yourself on the wooden floor when you fall when you fell and. <laughs> Dragged her down with you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, gravity and its effects on young love. <laughs> so we had, in our area, we had two skating rinks. We had Mount Orb. Which was my formative yeah, base right. of operations. Which went out of business. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting way to That's put it. That's where Brady did his skating. <laughs> Back in the day. And then Hillsboro, which, huge skating rink. You don't remember Hillsboro? I, I I don't. I never went. I, never, I, I don't think I ever went well, to that. That's where one. the it's out on, like across from Liberty Park now, where the driver's license bureau is now. And that you is it like a this. isn't it like a business park or something? Well, there's a bunch of offices in there yeah, now, but yeah. it, it was the skating rink. 
they turned it into that wow. whatever it is now. And there's a name to it. I can't remember what the name. Which is just is, as but... fun going there now as it was when I was skating. Right? <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Every, everyone loves to go to the DMV, <laughs> walking around in circles while sweating, <laughs> hoping that you don't be clowning yourself. <laughs> so, songs of the skating rink. Let's let's go with your S's here. Songs. Songs. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't. I don't know if it would be the same songs you guys. I'm trying to think if it would have been if we would have been skating at the same time. Obviously not together. I didn't know you guys then. Right. But it probably was about the same time. I'm I'm, I'm assuming it was earlier. Because this would have been my and anyone who I grew up with and went to school with. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm thinking. I don't know. Fifth to sixth grade would have been the big skating years for us. Up into seventh, maybe. Is that? I mean, which would have been ballpark? Yeah. Which yeah. would have been 88, 89, around there for me. See, and I think we were almost beyond it Oh, then. yeah, we, we were beyond the skating were, rink. Did you guys years. skate once you were driving? Like, did you ever drive to the skating rink? I've got to be honest. No, absolutely not. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, obviously. I think, me. it was, I think it went out of vogue, and this isn't, you know, saying that what you were doing was out of vogue. But, like, I think the whole the skating rink experience was out of vogue probably by a about 1984, honestly. Well, for for people who were older. Yes. I mean, I think people of you're the right. age you're talking about were still obviously yes. skating yeah, a lot. Yeah, we still skated it up. Yeah, we... Oh. But you probably didn't see many high school no, kids I, there. I don't really remember seeing any, you know, bigger kids there. And plus, I think we would remember that because I'm assuming that it would have been a deal where it would have been dangerous to even be on the floor together with, you right. know, with as young as like we I were. Like I said, the right. guy with the feathered hairs yeah. going 35 miles an hour backwards. With his comb. Yeah. But I remember there was a corner at some somewhere along the, the rink where that's where you did your hand-holding with your girlfriend or boyfriend over in that corner. And I remember that. And then some of the songs, I remember a song called Cars That Go Boom. Yeah, I don't know if anyone remembers that. We like the cars, the cars that go boom. It's kind of a rap song. It was a rap song, a female rap group. And then I remember a song called Fly Guys, also a female rap group. Right. But I think there might have been another song similar to that called Fly Girl. Girls. Ready? A fly girl, a fly, fly girl, a fly girl. girl. A fly okay. girl. Fly girl. <laughs> the uh, writing was phenomenal in that song. Yes. <laughs> Not to be confused with Let's Go All the Way. Let's Go All the Way. It had the boom, same beat. Boom, bitty, bitty, yeah. boom, boom, bitty, bitty, boom, boom, bitty, bitty, boom, boom. Now, our our music was different when we were, I mean, the the one that comes to my mind immediately is You Dropped a Bomb on Me by the Gap Band. That was a skating. Go ahead, Eric, so I could do it. You dropped a bomb on me, baby. You dropped a bomb. <laughs> so. <laughs> I've been waiting to do that. Oh, I was waiting on so much more, but I don't, I don't think I would have been any happier had it been anything else. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the songs that come to my mind, um, it, my sister was six years older than me and was a very good big sister and would include me in her musical let me borrow her Ktel albums but the one that comes to my mind and and honestly this is probably my first experience where you know I liked a girl she might have liked me and we skated together and I call it that moment where 
that was the first times like that I realized that you know uh, girls are more than the thing that you try to trip and trap on the playground <laughs> and, and, and little you know schemes to annoy them. And, um, which I think I still do to this day. I annoy them immensely, but not on um, purpose, not on purpose though. That's the sad well, part. Maybe it is on purpose. I don't know. Maybe, but, um, <laughs> depends on the situation, but the song that comes to mind and, um, and with all apologies, I know that Elton, no, 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 not Elton, John. I think the guy's name might've been Robert John, but it was the song sad eyes, sad eyes. Yeah. Sad eyes. Turn the other way. Yeah, and I remember that was the first time that I knowingly, I kind of dig this girl, and we're going to skate together, and then that was the song that was playing, which ironically is the sad song, which is a breakup song. Yeah. So, and we didn't talk about that one the other day, in our yeah. breakup song topic, but so now in your uh, formative years, we've talked about the girl at the Claremont County YMCA with the hot pink lipstick. Oh, yeah. And your first hand holding at the at the skating rink. And I have to say my first date, quote I, I for those of you, you know, who can't watch, I'm making air quote dates. Um was uh there was a girl that was one year older than me and she asked me to go to the skating rink. I was in sixth grade, she was in seventh grade, and um it was to the skating rink. And, uh, which was traumatic for another reason, because somebody decided to ruin my night. Uh, some boys from another school, evidently I was in their quote, quote, air quotes territory. <laughs> and I got some difficulty in lip as I was, I was waiting some, to be picked up. I was getting ready up. to say lip. Yeah. Getting some lip. Back, back then that's what happened. People gave you a lip. Yes, they did. <laughs> you know, I went with the sympathy route as a skater at the skating rink. Do a lot of falling down, and you find the girl that will, will pities nurse, you. nurse you back into health. Yes. Pities you. The nurse. Uh, I mean, yeah. I really, I was a great skater. Really, I just, I'm kidding. I actually, wasn't. But I used that to think to my advantage uh, because I knew I couldn't skate. Knew I wasn't going to impress anyone in the entire place with my skills. So I thought at least I'll be the one that falls down the most and the loudest. Because on that wooden floor, you could make it sound like you were really oh. hurting yourself. You know. Yet when you play basketball, you never take a charge. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah. Um, yeah, the, so you went with the fall together sympathy and you played to the you know the mothering nourishing type that wanted to fix. Boy, what an interesting psychological, like the girls, how many girls that tended to the fallers and skated with them ended up being in abusive relationships when they were adults because they were years later still tending to the falling skaters. A case study. Case yes. study. Um, I, I'll be honest with you. I didn't think that's the route you were going with that, but that is, that an, interesting is an interesting study. question. Yeah, it is. And uh, I, I, the route that I took with skating, um, like uh, when I say I was skilled, I didn't fall. I, I, I was okay, you know, but what I would try to do was my footwork was not impressive, but I would try to throw in some dance moves, you know, uh, you know, like as I was skating, you could throw in the arm motions and bob the head. You know, I would nod my head like, yeah. I moving like Miley Cyrus. Back in the song, the jam on it would have been a, I remember that. Wiki, 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 wiki. Put the needle in the bracket, put the needle in the bracket, put the needle in the bracket, and it goes like this. Anybody see my sister, Morgan Troy? Nice. 
Nice. So yeah. you ne- you never injured yourself <laughs> skating? No, um, I did not. I mean, I remember falling a couple times. It actually goes back to what you said about the high schooler that was going way too fast, the person going 55 in the 35 zone. Um, I remember getting taken out by a by a speeding high schooler one time in sixth grade. With feathered hair. With feathered hair. Somewhere and a Devin in his saying, pocket. Somewhere Devin saying, I remember taking out this kid that was out there trying to dance. <laughs> no, no, because he was the same age. He, we in the same size. This would have been somebody bigger, stronger, more powerful. It amazes me you never injured yourself skating because you seemingly injured yourself in every no, other no, facet no, no, of your life. No, no, because that would make sense. The way I injure myself makes no sense, well, and it's always true. stupid. That would, It's like, oh, did you you know wipe out skating? It's like, no, I injured myself sleeping on a waterbed. You I know, that kind of stuff. I myself pulling a pantyhoe out of my dog's <laughs> anus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> White Lines was another song I remember yes, a lot of the White skating. Oh. I, I don't equate that with the skating rink as much, but... High school dances, yeah, yeah. and uh, freeze to people. People who rocked on the freeze. Speaking of that, so now we're going to go off on a segue. Now That's you've okay. got. Now you've got me. We got his dander yeah, out. Yeah, you got my dander. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the song says freeze. You freeze. Yes. The song says rock. You rock. You don't rock on the freeze. You don't freeze on the rock. Only no. narcissists rock during the freeze because exactly. they make it all about them and they exactly. disregard well, the directions there given are rules by, yes i you think follow the rules i think it's stubbornness hard-headedness bullheadedness if you will i like narcissism it, you don't think it's a little bit of you don't tell me what to do oh well yeah you don't not follow the rules when you're freezing in the wrong and rocking in the wrong parts of a song about illicit cocaine use i'm sorry <laughs> exactly there there are lines here <laughs> there are white there lines, are lines here <laughs> Well, I wonder, though, if it's also some people just aren't very good at comprehending and following along. You know, this is going to completely take in a, in a different <laughs> path. But think about Fiscus back in the mid-90s. Yeah. A little band called Boston. Yeah. Boston, if you're listening, <laughs> thank you. We go see them at Riverbend. Right. They First off, they put out an album in 1994 called Walk On. Correct. And good album. Great album. And... On the album, Brad Delp, rest in peace, Brad Delp, yes. uh, one of the greatest voices in rock history, yes. wasn't on the album. Right. So we thought when we got tickets to see them that we were going to see a makeshift, a, a, a different singer singing Brad Delp's, you know. Which is essentially what Boston yeah, is exactly. today. We find out like what, seems like the week of the concert, you yeah. called me and told me that, hey, I read the newspaper that Brad Delp's touring with them. So we got to see Boston with Brad Delp in 1994. Twice, because we saw them in Cincinnati, and then I think the next Columbus, two, yeah. two nights later or something. Polaris Amphitheater, which no longer is there. Exactly. Uh, sponsored, Polaris is gone. P- sponsored by sponsored by McDonald's, so you could go to a, a, a right. amphitheater and eat McDonald's food. Anyway, don't eat the Big Mac <laughs> <laughs> and follow Eric or the Chicken Kiev, <laughs> the McChicken Kiev. <laughs> anyway, so what I was getting at with this was how frustrating it was to watch the audience try to clap along to the song feeling satisfied. Yes. There's a distinct hand clap. Do right. you want to, do you want to show us the hand clap biscuits? I don't know that I could do well, it without listening it to the be, song. <laughs> and to watch 27,000 people mess that up is very frustrating. 
I don't know how you could be the band on the stage and even keep up. <laughs> exactly. With just stop. Just, just stop, people. Just so, stop and let us play. I, I think that's what made me make the connection was you were talking about people freezing when they're supposed to and right. not freezing. So maybe it's that. Maybe it's just that people have no... No. The song is very explicit on the directions. People are just disregarding the directions. <laughs> Well, and, and that even gets on into a whole other thing. I don't want a song telling me what to do, so I don't ever do this line dancing stuff or whatever. May I? Go ahead. Eric, I, I have a, this flashing back, flooding back. You really hated the song that it, it was the same band that did Pump Up the Jam, but anyway, the, the lead singer. Technotronic. Get up, get up, get busy. I don't want to be busy. <laughs> don't tell me to get busy. It's like my dad on Saturday mornings when he was retired and I, all he had to do until my mom basically told him to go back to work because he didn't have anything to do. He'd clean the house all the time. So he didn't like me sleeping in on Saturday mornings. So he would take the, the vacuum cleaner and he would purposely beat it on my door. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Like, get up and move is what he would say. Get up and move. <laughs> So I just want to get up out of the bed and just move around a little bit and get go back to bed. It's like it's like this song telling me to get busy. Maybe that's where it came from. And then he would go accidentally just... suck up the fish aquarium with it. <laughs> uh, a la Nell Carter. And Nell Carter, give me the break. Yeah, we didn't have any fish, though. So. Well, right, so, yeah, I'm, I'm my, assuming my dander got up. That's right. I can see Fiscus. <laughs> shove that hokey pokey up your arse. <laughs> <laughs> Put your, you put your left hand in? No. No, I, no, I will not. <laughs> you put your right leg in? Nope. No. No, I will not. And I will not turn myself around either, nor will I put my rear end above my head. And that not is do not that. what it's about. Thank you very much. It's not, <laughs> not what it's in about. My, not in my life. I want to listen to a song, about. not play Twister. <laughs> exactly. I yeah. didn't know that about you, Fiscus. Yeah. Don't you? Not want, I don't want songs telling me what to do. So you but don't, you really don't like that's my rugged, in, it's my rugged individualism. So that's why you didn't go to rap concerts because you didn't want to hear somebody say hey. No, no, I'm not saying hey. No, <laughs> I will. I may say hey when you don't tell me to. That's fine. I get it. I get of course, it. I guess that maybe I'm guilty of the freezing so, while rocking. I was going to say, I don't you, know. Is this been some the, the, reflection? Like some uh, the, the, yeah, self reflection. Self, yeah. Very cathartic. Yes. Um. So, okay, what if at the peak of his handsomeness in his shark skin jacket and suit? Guys, I'm sitting right here. This is a <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you're getting back in a time machine. Yeah. And then Chubby Checker says, Eric, my friend, come on, baby, let's do the twist. Are you going to tell him no? I will tell him no. Oh. No. We will not twist again like we did last summer. We will not twist. What have the fat boys asked you? Ooh, now now that might be difficult. Okay. Like their the version of, of the twist. Is that what you yeah. mean? Which is much better than Chubby the original. Chubby Checker and the fat <laughs> boys <laughs> do the twist. That's another topic for another <laughs> show. Chubby Checker, nice alliteration, Brady. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, okay, th- this has to come up. And this is, you talk about way off topic, way over time. But um, I did not realize this. It was pointed out to me. And actually, they weren't busting my chops. They were. They kind of liked it. And now you can go back and listen to the previous shows, and you'll hear it all over the place. And drive yourself crazy. Yeah, go ahead. But they said that I use alliteration quite frequently, and they thought I purposely did it. And daggone it, I don't. Daggone it, don't. <laughs> nice. I didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> Just stop, silly. <laughs> Oh, wow. But 
but but speaking of cathartic yes so i use my alliteration um I don't know if it drives home a point or what the deal is, but evidently it works. You guys as like it. As long as those points aren't on your French fries, that's fine. That is true. Once yeah, again. You got a point on your French fries tonight. And I, th- had a- I think it's one of the things I love about your alliteration use is it isn't even – the alliteration is a lot of times very effective. Yes. But you, you really hammer it home. <laughs> you just did it i didn't mean to do that i swear but let me give you an example like maybe i'm saying hey brady you know did you have any dessert last night and your answer might be well i was picking on some pound cake and and i you know it's it's the way you i was pricing pie <laughs> pondering the price of pie it's a good thing you have that windscreen on your microphone uh, yeah, we, we have gotten I was way, plumaging, way, I was plumaging some pudding. <laughs> yeah, we got way off topic now. Anyway, oh, if you enjoy a good alliteration, then you should. Like Brady's your man. Yes. Well, even though our our clock says twenty two seconds, but that's okay. We we kind of went over on the first topic, but it was worthy, I think. Um, Hopefully you enjoyed our three topics tonight. Hopefully you, if this is your first show, you go back and listen to the first three. So if you want to listen to that alliteration, check out the first three episodes. And yeah, now you got to go find Brady's alliteration and report back uh, on our Facebook page at Play It By Ear Podcast. You can search us out there. You can, uh, no one's ever tweeted us. We need someone to we tweet someone, us. Yeah. Uh, Play It By Ear Pod, the number two with the at sign at the beginning, or go to our homepage anchor.fm backslash play it by ear podcast maybe they're thinking i'm not going to tweet these hot dog handles <laughs> <laughs> we can be hot dog handles at time and if you're wondering what we're talking about please visit episode three there you go all right with that that rounds out episode four thank you gentlemen thank you and again uh we are going to be putting out two episodes a week uh because we have a lot of time on our hands now, really. A lot of things to talk about. And hopefully uh, what we talk about takes your mind off everything else. Which and you guys stay safe out there. Yes, absolutely. Peace.